think, yeah, it comes back to the human being, not human reacting or human doing or human whatever else. It really is that place of how can I be? This is the Alchemize Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alchemized Life podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode with Frances Nod of Four Noble Healing. She is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We actually met years ago, and we talk about that in the episode, so I won't share too much of that, but we met years ago, and it's so cool to be able to have this conversation with her on my podcast to hear about how her journey has continued to progress since we last connected at the Alchemized Life podcast birthday in LA, not last year, but the year before that. Shoot, was that 2019? I think it was 2019, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, time is flying by so quickly. It's wild. I don't even know what day it is. Just kidding. It's Monday. Just kidding. It's Tuesday when I'm recording this, but you are listening to this on Monday. If you're listening to this on the release date or you're listening to it on any other day of the week, regardless, I hope that you're having (laughs) the most beautiful day and that as you receive these words and receive this conversation, you can feel just all the love that both of us put into this episode moving through your device, transmitted into your ears, all the way down into your heart. Mm. I've been feeling really good lately, you guys, and I'm really excited to share a lot more of the work that I've been doing on myself and practices that I've been learning for my own life and for my own business and for just my own happiness with all of you. I am a Scorpio 1-3 projector, so I like to dig really, really deep to understand different concepts and principles and practices before I start to share them. And so I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling um, mastery level. Well, I guess there's always more to master, but I'm starting to feel that mastery level on a lot of embodiment practices and the polarity between the divine masculine and divine feminine or just masculine and feminine polarity. Ah, And I've been studying it for two years now, two years, I think. So I really love having such a solid, strong foundation before I fully start teaching it or creating programs around 
just those topics. And that's really what I was sharing with you guys last week with the Divine Femme Weekend Immersion. We are going to be diving deep into embodiment practices for the Divine Feminine in your business. But I think that when we do it in our business, it has a ripple effect into every single area of our life. I have noticed that as I have been really utilizing these practices on a daily basis, my relationship with Corey has just been, mm, I feel like we're in a position where we are back to like our first couple months of dating, where we are just so hot for each other and just so lit up by being around each other. And I mean, we've been together for five years now, almost six years. And I feel like we're back to day one as far as just being really present with each other and enjoying each other. And so I wanted to share that because it's like, this work isn't just for your business. You know, we bring these practices into our lives. They allow us to feel better. They allow us to feel more confident. They allow us to feel more in our bodies instead of in our heads all the time. They bring us back to, I mean, really, they bring us back to our true nature. The feminine is everything. It is in everything that we do, everything that we are. And we've forgotten how beautiful and how organic divine feminine embodiment is over years and years, like thousands of years of conditioning and colonialism and so many things, so many things, so many things. But we're going to talk about that more as we move into the weeks ahead. So today on the podcast, Francis Nod is joining me and we're going to be talking all about channeling your spiritual journeys, the unfolding, how to have patience, how to, ooh, this is a good one actually that we talked about for quite a bit how to be able to discern who to follow online, where they're coming from, and not continue to perpetuate echo chambers of your own same ideas. And I think that we talk about this a little bit in the episode, and I think that this is a really important conversation to have because it's so easy for us to just put our walls up around people that have different opinions and different views than us and just decide that they are evil or they don't get it or they're too radical, you know? And I think that what we came to in this episode, which you're going to hear, obviously, <laughs> is that, of course, we don't want to be following people that are projecting and spewing hate or or um, from a place of fear. I think anger is totally amazing and wonderful and a part of the process of moving and embodying emotion. Um, but when we're coming from this really fear-driven place, you know, I mean, even thinking back to the Capitol, how many people were there not the ones that stormed the Capitol, not those people, but the other people that were just there in the streets that were there because they were manipulated by this man with so much power into thinking that their lives were going to end, that they were not going to be safe, that they were going to lose everything if he didn't get into office. Again, this is not the radical people that stormed the Capitol. This is the other people that came to protest and didn't storm the Capitol that have level heads, um, they, they were manipulated by fear. And so there's people online that will manipulate you through fear on both sides. And then there's also people that might be angry, that have a 
right to be angry, <laughs> first and foremost, but have a passion in teaching you and sharing with you their ideas, what they've learned, what they've researched, what they've experienced. And those are two different things. And I think it's really important that we, at least for me and my personal experience, it's really important that I gauge whether I am following somebody or unfollowing somebody because I don't like what they have to say, or I'm unfollowing somebody because the intent behind what they are saying is to make me feel small, to make me feel scared, or to manipulate me in some way. So I wanted to clarify that real quick because we talk about this that in this episode, and I think it's a really important conversation to have and to kind of, you know, start to question this idea of cancel culture and how valid it really is for us to be in these echo chambers and how real it really is for us to be in these echo chambers because social media is not real life. And when we are able to surround ourselves with more varying and diverse experiences and opinions and stories and be able to hold them all, the duality of holding them all or the polarity of holding them all allows us to formulate our own opinions. And that's very, very very, very important in the age of influence. You know what I mean? Okay. I didn't think I was going to go off on that tangent, but I did. <laughs> so anyways, all you need to learn and know about Francis is in the show notes. If you are interested in joining the Divine Femme Weekend Immersion, it's happening this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, February 20, 20th and 21st. There's two workshops that are 120 minutes long on Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then a breathwork intensive um, on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All of the details are on the link. And then if you have any questions, you can send me a DM and just reach out about it. We have a couple of spots left, and I'm just really excited for this because, like I said, this is the very beginning, the gateway into embodiment practices for your business and for your life and your relationships. All right, my loves, enjoy this week's episode and I'll see you next week. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Oh, I am just, I'm honored today to sit with Francis Nod from Four Noble Healing. We've known each other for quite some time. I feel like it's been about four years now that we have crossed paths in many ways. Francis came and did Reiki at the Alchemized Life birthday party uh, when I was still living in LA. We did it at Heyday. Um, and I feel like that was such a cool event because for both of us, really, we were able to connect with so many amazing people. And um, I know that from there, that's when you connected with Kelsey Patel for the first time. And I know that you work with her quite frequently now. So it's just so cool to, I think for me, see how like the power of collaboration and how collaboration can really open the doors in so many ways for both parties involved. And it doesn't have to be this like taking away or anything like that, but instead just thriving on both levels for, for everyone in, involved in the situation. And so Francis, I'm so excited to catch up with you. I feel like that's been, it's been like two years now or almost two years since that, since I've last seen you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I know I was thinking back and like, it feels like that was yesterday, but Obviously, we've been through a pandemic and huge global shifts and energetic upgrades and all kinds of things since then. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to chat. And I'm really excited to dive into all the things that I know we both love so much. Yeah. And so 
I don't remember exactly how we probably connected via Instagram initially, like way back in the day. Um, yeah, I'm talking about picking asana when yes. I connected with you. Yes. yes, that's so funny. Okay, so it wasn't like way back in the day for everyone. It's like four years ago, which feels like it was way back in the day because both of us have just gone through so many upgrades. Like literally, not the same person at all. But at that time when I met you, you were still working a full time job. You were just starting to get into tarot and Reiki, um, or maybe it was just Reiki actually. I don't even think it was tarot yet at that point. But I would love to just like start from that kind of initial gateway for you into um, more of the personal development, spiritual realm. What did that look like and what kind of inspired you to start diving into these topics? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you're right. We connected when I was. Yeah, I think I was just about to leave my corporate job. I worked in marketing and um, while I was there, I was super I mean, you know, I, sometimes I feel bad saying I was super unhappy. The job was great. And I worked at a really cool company and everyone that I worked with was amazing, but it just wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And so when I was there, I started taking, um, I got my health coach certification online. And then from there, I did my yoga teacher training after work. And that's when I connected with you and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I really was, you know, exposed via the Instagram community, just like to what this world, um, very surface level, obviously has to offer. And I think from them though, it's been cool to see how people have really like dived, dove, divot, not divot, whatever. (laughs) One of those. (laughs) Yeah. Um, into the space and really shown up super authentically on Instagram, which has been really great to see that shift. I think, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool, but I digress. Um, yeah. When I was working, essentially, I always say it took being unaligned to find that alignment. Um, so I always like to share that with everyone because I think people, you know, there's a lot of ways to enter the spiritual space, whether it is as a career, or whether it is just for personal growth and connection. And I think everyone thinks it's like this huge divine aha moment. And I think for some people it is, but I think for a lot of us, it really is this little gentle whisper that when we can listen to it and be like, oh, okay, that feels right. I'm going to try it. Oh, okay. That feels right. I'm going to try it. And then afterwards you finally get to that, like, feeling and you're like, Oh my, this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it really did come from that place of honestly being unhappy and not following my life's purpose in order to, um, kind of try new things and explore a new space. And really what I realized looking back now is it does feel like such a homecoming and like such a circle because as a child, I was always super connected as many people are. And then we kind of get on the train of life, go to school, get a job, like buy the house, do the thing. And while there's nothing wrong with that, I think it really does dim a lot of our lights. So, um, yeah, just having that, that freedom to explore new places was really, really a game changer for me. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I mean, when I was in my corporate job, as you were saying, like, I feel bad saying that I was unhappy. I'm like, I guess I should probably feel bad too. Cause I did have great coworkers. The job itself was fine, but it wasn't in alignment for me. Like that wasn't where I was meant to be. And I think that it's really important for anybody listening to just recognize that it doesn't mean that you have to up and quit tomorrow, but starting to get curious about different things that kind of like tug on your heartstrings is always going to guide you towards what it is that is in greater alignment. And I think that as we were talking about before we hopped on, and I would love to kind of hear like what happened next for you, but 
for both of us, it wasn't just like this, like, oh, okay, now I know exactly what I want to do. Like when I first quit my job or when I first started like getting into the Instagram yoga space, it wasn't like I knew from the very start, I thought I knew, but Mm -hmm. then it was the continuing to try new things and see what worked like try on different, uh, different lifestyles and see what felt best. And I mean, even now I feel like I'm still refining who I am and, and what I'm here to be doing. And I don't think that that's ever a journey that ends, you know? Yeah, I totally do. And I think, you know, that's something that I teach a lot to my one-on-one clients and my students as well. Cause a lot of people think it's like, okay, I'm here now what? And it's like, no, we're always on that journey. And even being in this space, like we are, as you said, refining who we are and shifting and moving. And I think, um, that's kind of one of the most beautiful parts of being human and getting to work in this space as a career, because change is encouraged. Exploration is encouraged. Um, and I would really love to see that encouraged in, you know, more areas of, of all of life. I think, because I do believe too, that some people's purpose, most people's purpose, well, I didn't just say most, but many people's purpose is to work in their corporate job and to elevate the world that way. That's everyone has their unique gifts and it's not that everyone should up and leave, but if you're unhappy, there's always something else for you. And so I think, um, really, yeah, having the freedom to try new things is, is such a gift. And I really would love to see that, um, expanded to more places in the world, because I think most of us are really like, um, discouraged from trying new things because, we need to make sure that we're in the safe route, especially, um, you know, as millennials or even Gen Z, I think we live in a really, you know, like living in a comfortable way in our world is really hard. And I am talking about finances. Like our parents could buy a house for us. It's really hard to do that, which makes it, we get very fearful of trying new things because, there's a lot more to lose. It feels a lot scarier that we're never going to quote unquote, make it or be safe or be comfortable. And so I think, you know, I always like to encourage people to continue expanding and learning and trying new things because it's exactly, as you said, we are always fine tuning. And in that fine tune is where we find that sweet spot of really our life's purpose and and where we're meant to exist in our, in our human form. Yeah, totally. And I think to even like add to that, it's like, questioning the narratives of what you feel like you think you should do and what is like the safe route. You know, I was listening to, um, the skinny confidential podcast the other day, actually their episode about why they moved to Texas. And Michael was talking about how, um, you know, traditionally for our parents and for generations before that, it's like, it is like, buy, get the job, buy the house, have the baby, et cetera, mm-hmm. like you're safe, have the 401k. Um, but now we have this like really incredible time where the way in which we work is completely shifting and like the old structures are falling down that aren't necessarily stable. And so even like the idea of like buying a house, it's like, maybe that's not necessarily what you need to do. You know, I have these conversations with my husband all the time. Cause I'm like, I really want a house in Maui. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, why, like, why do you want it? And I was like, well, I want it to have stability and to have a space. And like my reasons for it aren't just like to buy investment properties and like, you have to get your first house and, and then be able to make investments back, et cetera, et cetera. Cause buying a house isn't even like the best investment that mm-hmm. you can make. <laughs> um, but 
he's had me really question of like, well, why, like, what is your why behind that, behind this like narrative that's kind of been placed and planted in you from society? And I think that that's also something that's been so beneficial for me to start questioning on all areas of life of like, what, what is my why here? Is it something that I've developed on my own or is it something that I just agreed to? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, yeah, I got chills when you were talking about like, you know, um, you were talking about like, is this the best? And like, what, yeah, what is the why? And also the way that the world has shifted, you know, um, you know, I, I mentioned 2020, but bringing that up, this is actually something that I talk about a lot with distance Reiki sessions and a lot of the work that we do. And things are changing drastically right now. And I think we saw that in a lot of places last year, but I also think we see that in the way that we, um, work, the way that we receive information, the way that we receive love, the way that we receive, um, finances, the way that we give all of those things back. And that is, that's God, that source. Like it's not by a mistake that the internet existed and then we had this pandemic and then all of this stuff, you know, cause this happened before in history, but things broke down a lot more. Yeah. Now we are being supported. And I think, you know, um, people always ask me like, how can you have a Reiki session? That's only 30 minutes and you're not even being with the person. And I'm like, well, God, I'm like, he and our spiritual teams, like they allow that to happen because they look at our world and they're like, oh, okay, well, this person needs this. They're asking for it. They're ready for it. I'm going to present a way that that's possible. Mm -hmm. And so when we can accept those places of great change and it might seem uncomfortable, but you know, if it's easier and it is being given to us, why not take it and, and accept the ease? I think too, we live in a world where busyness is praised. Productivity is praised. Being stressed out means that you're successful. And when I look at like, you know, again, I keep saying what it is to be human. I'm like, that's not why we came to be human. Mm -hmm. We came to be human to experience joy. So if we're given opportunities to create more joy and to have more space in our lives for that joy, and I'm not saying take the easy route, we're all going to have to work. But at the same time, it's the way that things are changing and moving and shifting. If we can just accept them and then transform within them. I think that there's a lot more, um, ease that comes. And in that ease, we do find that, that joy and alignment. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, my husband, I don't know if you saw this, but he wrote an entire book on this called productivity is for robots, all about reconnecting. To oh my gosh. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's so great. Cause he talks about that throughout the book of like, why it's not necessarily that weird, like vilifying productivity, but instead looking at how we can live productive lives in like on purpose and in support of being human of like being in nature, creativity, intuition, um, trying things. And so I just think that I think more people are awakening to this faster. And I would love to hear from you just because of your work, connecting to spirit teams and teaching other people how to do this. Like what has been your take on the, like, just like society right now, not necessarily from a political sense or anything like that, but just the, the way in which, um, our society is moving. Yeah. So a lot, it's really exciting and I'm so grateful to be a part of it because there are a lot of people right now. Um, so most of my clients come to me from stress and burnout 
emotional blockages or finding their purpose um, or they're healing a trauma and working through something. But the finding their purpose piece is like, what a gift to live in a world where so many people are genuinely asking, why am I here? Yeah. Instead of what am I doing? How can I make money? How can I do this? What It's like, wait, hang on. I want to be happy. Why am I here? And in finding that purpose, then I can contribute to the world. And so I really am seeing a huge shift to that, um, which is, again, it's just so beautiful because we all have our unique gifts and learning what they are by turning inward, tapping in, going out into nature, listening, um, experimenting and seeing what we're good at and what we're not good at. That's so valuable as well. And then coming back, getting silent and being like, okay, what brought me the most joy? Great. I'm going to show up every day doing that because when I'm joyful and purposeful, I can spread that light to others and help them find their joy and purpose. And then that ripple effect just goes out throughout the entire world. And we're just living as aligned, responsibly productive, purposeful, mindful people. And it just creates this, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say utopia, but that's in my head. What it's like, everyone, again, we're human. We're going to have hardships and struggles and we have emotions. And some of those are heavy emotions, but living a purposeful life is, it is alignment. And when we're in alignment, we do live a life of joy and ease. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And so for somebody who's listening, that's like, this sounds great, but I just don't even know where to start. Like, how do you work with your clients on helping them get comfortable with like understanding what the like trying things out period and process looks like? Yeah, totally. So it is uncomfortable. And that's always the first thing I say, like in all of my coaching or mentorship programs, like we start by talking about how you signed up essentially for, um, whether it's a one-on-one session and it's 30 minutes or three months working closely together, like there's going to be parts of great joy and there's going to be parts of real frustration and difficulty and uncomfortability. So I think that's the first piece is because we, you know, especially as consumers of media, um, we see happiness around us all the time. And we think that that's what that's what is going on. We don't see the struggle behind it. So I always like to tell people first things first, like you will get, you will be happy, but there is going to be some struggle and uncomfortability as well. And that's actually where the change happens. Um, and so when I'm working, you know, with people, I, I, I do, you know, recommend whether it is having a Reiki session with a healer or whether it is speaking to an intuitive or whether it is doing that work on your own, there really is, um, value in turning inward and essentially sometimes it's facing the shadow, meaning like those parts of yourself that you're like, Ooh, I'm just going to shove that behind, you know, and just Mm -hmm. not really look at it. And sometimes it really is that we all need support. The best healers in the world have healers. And that's because we're able to really get out of our own way and surrender our energy in a, in the light to someone who can identify, Hey, you know, I actually felt that in your sacral chakra, when you were five, someone told you that they didn't like your hair. And for the rest of your life, that is in your subconscious affecting the way that you show up in the world. And so something like so tiny like that, but it's so powerful when you, you know, or even whether it's therapy and being like, holy cow, how did I let 
you know, this one girl from third grade affect the way that I show up or affect the way that I make decisions. So to answer your question, where to start, I think number one, knowing that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And number two, really um, turning inward, getting silent. Journaling is a great place to start, just putting pen to paper and just seeing what flows out. Again, that can be a little bit uncomfortable too, um, just because a lot of times like, wait, what do I write? Like, what am I supposed to be writing? So I always advise people, set a timer for five minutes and just don't let your hand stop for that five minutes and just see what comes out. It's a really great place to start. But, um, yeah, in short turning inward, whether that's on your, on your own or with support of, of someone else, whether it's a therapist, a healer, um, even like a personal trainer, sometimes a lot of stuff comes out when doing physical activities. So Mm -hmm. whatever really calls you. But I think that, that piece of getting silent and creating the space for your energy to come back out and get louder than your brain. That's really step one. Yeah. I think that for me, having a yoga practice was so helpful because it was like the physical movement and the like quieting down and meditation. So I really was like, Oh, like there's this voice inside of me that I've never heard before. This is fun. Um, and very uncomfortable at many times. And I think I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, even in my mastermind, when I'm working with my clients, there can be these, and what I like kind of tell them is like, expect that there's going to be struggle, like not in a bad way, not in a foreboding way, but in a way that like, has you equipped to handle it when it does come up. I remember listening to this talk and, um, as pastor saying, you know, what creates more struggle is that I struggle with the idea and that I'm like shocked at the idea that I'm struggling. Like that's where the majority of the struggle comes from. And I was like, that is so true. It's so true. You know, it's like, we get so shocked that we're struggling because we do have this like picture perfect world that we log into every single day. And we don't see the struggle behind people's success or their smiles. We just think that they're at the same place that that we're at. And for some reason it's working for them, but it's not working for us. And I mean, that's just such a lie. It's such a lie. Totally. And I think that, you know, you asked like where society is shifting. And I think, you know, I want to live in a world and I do see this a lot. And like, I'm the queen of the mute on Instagram because I'm just like, if you're not making me feel good or you're not showing up as yourself, like that's not something, there's not, no judgment there. It's just not something that I want to live in alignment with mm-hmm. and have in my face every day because it does affect me. And so I think, you know, um, speaking to where society is going, I think that there is a being, there is a shift to valuing authenticity and valuing, um, like authentic expression and showing those nitty gritty struggles, which I think is really beautiful because when we were growing up, um, you know, I'm 27 and I, I didn't see that, you know, my dad always told me, he's like, life's not easy. And I was like, yeah, no, but, and then he's like, life's not easy. And now I'm like, oh, whoa. Okay. Life's not easy. It can be easier than I think the baby boomer generation had it, um, to a degree. But I think that, you know, there is that shift to that authentic expression, which I think is really, really beautiful. And I value it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we make it harder a lot, a lot, like a lot more harder than we need to as well. It's like we, I don't know, like we, we pray and we ask for a solution to our lack of confidence, but then right after we log onto our phone and look at the beautiful Instagram models, you know, it's like we, in so many ways we do make it harder on ourselves. And I think 
it's so important for anyone listening to like recognize like what witness what it is that you're praying for, whether you use the term praying or asking or manifesting, and then ask yourself, like, what am I doing that's out of alignment with me actually receiving this thing? Totally. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. And that brings up, you know, something that I was talking about with a client the other day, she was like, what does my spiritual team want me to do? And I'm like, that's not how this works. I'm like, you need to decide what you want. And then they're going to support you in that. And then it's up to you to receive the support and make highest self decisions. I.e., if you're asking for confidence, they're going to give you you know, a beautiful person in your life that's going to come across or a book or something. And then it's important that you buy the book or meet the person and then continue the relationship or read the book instead of what you mentioned, like going on Instagram, knowing that that's not what universe gave you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really, um, asking what you want first and then receiving the support as it comes to, to manifest what it is that you are asking, praying, um, or actively manifesting in your life. Yeah. I love that so much. So when you're working with your clients, are they asking you to connect with their spirit team and you're also teaching them how to connect with theirs? Yeah. So I work with my clients in a few different ways. Um, I work one-on-one with clients in which I a hundred percent hold that space for them. So, um, when coming to re- for, to me for Reiki or for tarot or a combination of both of those sessions, um, that is really when I fully surrender my ego, my brain, and I let them channel through me. Um, again, only working in that light space, that light and love space. Um, and that doesn't mean that we don't dive deeply into each person. Um, but it's just, you know, that's the frequency that I work with. Um, and so when I work one-on-one, that is what I'm doing. I'm connecting to their, their teams for them and translating those messages so that they can receive them. And then it's up to them to do that work. Um, And then I also work with them in another way, which is in a mentorship program in which I teach them how to do that for themselves. So that is called the Alignment Academy. And they're able to learn not only, um, you know, how to channel, but also how to raise their own vibration, how to work with spiritual practices that you do see on Instagram all over the place. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so many, like, what do I do? Or how do I do that? Um, We learn about releasing the ego and limiting beliefs. We learn about um, ancestral healing, past lives, so many things. So that is definitely more, um, empowering them to do it on their own. But again, there is such value in that one-on-one work, um, in those Reiki sessions where I'm able to fully hold that space for them. So they can simply surrender and receive the light. And then I share with them everything that their teams are, are communicating with them. Mm, How do you, for somebody that's listening, how do you intentionally call forth like light energy versus dark energy? I think that that's something that I don't want to say that I've been like fearful of, but I think like some nights when I'm falling asleep, I can feel energy in the room. And I think when I'm, I don't know, maybe in like a past life, I had like a monster come and kill me or something Mm -hmm. in my bedroom at night. Cause I've always been, I'm like 28 years old, always been afraid of the dark hate going out in the dark, like so scared of it. And then so at night, like if I feel any energy in the room, I always kind of like put up a shield around me where I will like call forth Archangel Michael and like feel like a white light bubble around me. But like for somebody that's wanting to dig into this, I think it can be scary to be like, okay, well, if I'm trying this channeling thing, like how do I know what is coming to me is pure? So can you talk a little bit about that? 
hundred percent. Such a good question. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. So for me, that was like where I was, I was like, uh, I'm not channeling because I don't want to just open up. Like what can come through me? And my mom is pretty, um, traditionally religious. And she was like, this is scary. Like this is like, what are you doing? And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. So this is actually what I teach in those mentorship programs. So I'll give you a little, um, you know, summary of it now, essentially it comes in two parts. So the first part is recognizing the darkness. Like we can't have the day without the night. We can't have the light without the dark. And it is spiritual bypassing to be like, nope, it doesn't exist. Like that is irresponsible in my opinion. And it is important to be like, okay, no, it exists. I see you. I honor you. I respect you, but that's not where I work. And so I was actually in a Kundalini yoga class. My grandma came through to me and I was like, what's going on? And like, just like started sobbing, crying. And I was really working through that question of, I hadn't started fully channeling yet. And I was working through that question of how can I open, but not but make sure that I'm safe. And, um, she showed it to me, honestly, it was kind of like the traditional, like yin yang sign. And it was like, the light always has a little bit of the dark and the dark always has a little bit of the light, but you get to choose where you exist. And as long as you're not trying to pull people over and you can see it and respect it, you are safe and you can just declare you live in the light, you work in the light. So for me, that declaration And knowing my frequency too, and it does, it is a little bit past like, so, okay, rewind. So to finish that first piece, it is the seeing it and acknowledging it and honoring it. And then it is your declaration of where you exist. And to me, it really is. um, I don't want to say as simple as that, but, but you can tell energy, whether it's light or dark, no. And it has to respect that. So when you can declare where you work, that to me is enough. And I love to white light shields and calling in angels. Like I practice that as well. Um, but before any Reiki session, I always send my clients a recording of their sessions and every single one starts, we work in the light in the highest. Mm-hmm. And it's just that declaration of this is where we're working today. Um, and it really lets that energy flow through. When you say pull, like pulling, as long as you're not trying to pull people over, are you talking about like past loved ones or like past people or are you talking about more just like people in the world? (laughs) Yes. No more people in the world. So quite literally it's like, um, I'm not like, if I see someone working with dark energy, I'm not going to try actively be like, you need to come over here. Mm, Does that make sense? So I, it's essentially respecting people's choices and boundaries as we do in all areas of life. It's, um, you know, but that, but then I'm going to be like, peace out. Like, I don't want to be, I, you're not going to be in my space. I'm not going to share energy with you. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I think that uh, I've had this like back and forth relationship with that overall, because I feel like, okay. So how do I say this? So I feel like there are echo chambers on social media, obviously, where we can choose who we follow and those people will mirror whatever it is that we think And if we don't like what someone says, we can mute them or we can unfollow them. Mm -hmm. So I love that from an energetic standpoint, but I, the problem that I also have with that is that that continues to perpetuate the echo chambers that we live in. And so for me, I've had this kind of like internal battle of like, I don't agree with you. I really don't like what you're saying, but 
I don't want to unfollow you. I do mute. I'm, I'm the queen of mute as well. We can be co-queens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, because I think that it's important to also see what other people believe. And I think that this is more from, I would say more from like a political and like economical and like um, belief type of space mm-hmm. versus like light energy versus dark energy. But I think that it's an important conversation if people aren't having this in their head to think about of like, am I unfollowing this person because the energy that I feel off of them is making me feel a certain way? Or am I unfollowing them just because I don't agree with what they say? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think, um, for me there, I don't want to say different conversations because they are the same conversation, but it's kind of like, let's talk about it in terms of frequency. So like humans just generally, like we are three-dimensional beings, we vibrate lower. So we are on a lower frequency than spirit. So for me, like any lower frequency things, I think it's really important to know what's going on because that's where we live. So it's like, I totally agree with you. It's like, we can't only watch one news outlet. We can't only, um, yeah, exactly what you said, like follow people that say the exact same things as us, because then again, that also is a part, that's part of bypassing. Um, we're just pretending that everything is what we want it to be. Mm -hmm. But, and I think when you move up that vibrational scale and you start talking about different dimensions and realms and all these places, um, for me, it's kind of like, okay, the best way to describe that is like, I'm choosing to live in California versus choosing to live in Tennessee because I love the ocean and I, I need to live by the ocean, but someone else might really not care for the ocean. and might be terrified of it and they want to have like land to run on. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to live in Tennessee. So it's kind of choosing like where we exist in terms of energy space. But yes, when we're talking about like three-dimensional human form day-to-day, like why we came to be here, it is really important that we, in my opinion, like I agree with you, have that full spectrum of what's going on so that essentially then we can choose where we want to be. It's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. Like I know what I want and I know what I don't want. So that's how I can decide where I want to exist. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I see that. Totally. And I think that people can have different views from you, but still maintain a higher vibration that like, I think for me over this past year, there were certain people that I found that had like very, very conservative views, but still maintain this higher vibration. So it was like, I can watch this and understand this. And in some ways, like have my beliefs shift to what I've learned from you um, and not feel like I'm being taken down or like I'm in this like dark kind of like ominous energy that I think a lot of people, um, on all sides of the spectrum, um, exist in. So I think that it's important to kind of ask yourself that question of like, why, why is it that I'm choosing to opt out from this person? Is it because of my ego and because I don't want to hear what they're saying? Or is it because there's a vibration that I just don't really want to play in? And I like playing in this other vibration. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think too, you know, talking back to your point about, you know, we don't have to all agree on the same thing at the end of the day. And this is really something that I've learned that I I value a lot having done this work and, and holding that space for so many people is that at the end of the day, we're all human at the end of the day, we're all a body with vibration and we have a soul. So it's really, um, 
we are unified in that. Yes, of course, values and morals and views on the world shift, but that's choosing where we exist in our human form in this space. But at the end of the day, someone who is completely on the opposite end of the spectrum as you politically also probably had childhood traumas that they're working through. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we don't work through those childhood traumas for them because we want them to work through those so that they can step into their light and share that light with the world. Their light might not be the same as my light, but that doesn't mean that they don't have the you know, that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to share their light. Mm -hmm. That's why we all are vibrating on a different frequency. That's why our soul chose this body. That's why we chose to live where we do. And that's why their soul chose that body and they live where they do. So we really do need to, um, in my opinion, like let people be how they're going to be and understand that while it might not agree with us a hundred percent and we don't have to do what they're doing and they don't have to do what we're doing. It really is important to um, respect those boundaries and understand that we all came here for our soul's purpose. And we're all just really trying to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to clarify for everybody, we're talking about like standard middle of the road people. We're not talking about yes. extremists <laughs> on either side. A hundred percent. Not okay. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And I think that when you were talking, like the word that I just kept hearing or words that I kept hearing was like unity consciousness, you know? And it's like, that's what, that's what we're here and kind of like shifting into while it might take longer than I think some of us that were posting in depth December thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would love to kind of talk about that with you, like the, like unity consciousness and what you hear from your team and, and like the, the spirit guides that you work with, like how somebody just day-to-day living can start to kind of work towards raising their vibration enough to like have unity consciousness as one of the goals. Yeah, totally. So you were talking about like the December, all of our messages we were putting yeah. out and um, <laughs> I was too. And actually what I shared um, in my newsletter was really, you know, we are stepping into, we, we have stepped into this new age. Everyone has been reprogrammed, whether they want to or not. Like we have all been reprogrammed on a universal scale. Um, however, not everyone asked for the reprogramming. Not everyone was like, essentially, um, they don't, some people might not know that they were reprogrammed. And so what I was sharing then was that we are moving into this, we are moving toward a place of that unity consciousness, of a place of peace, of a place of flow. However, with that, there's always the opponent. Like we were talking earlier with light, there's always darkness. And for me, what they've shown me, and when I say they, like my team, and just when I look at, you know, no big deal, but like the collective of the universe, it's really like, we're always going to be met with closed-mindedness, i.e. people that don't want to change, people that like things the way that they are in an irresponsible way. We all change is scary, but that's the first piece, closed-mindedness. The second is um, essentially low vibrational, um, dare I say, like structures. Mm -hmm. So fortune 500s, governments, um, things like that, essentially anything that's rooted in 
greed. And I don't think all fortune 500s and all of government is that way. Um, but I do think that as a whole, there are a lot of things as like citizens that we don't know. Um, so I think that's going to be quite limiting. And then I think the third one is ourselves, like our inner critic, that's really Mm going to get in the way of our expansion. And so when talking about how to, um, step into that unity consciousness, I think what you said is, the, the answer was in the question. It's how do we raise our vibration to step into the unity consciousness? So when we reword that, it's to step into unity consciousness, we need to raise our vibration and essentially start vibrating in a frequency as best we can as three-dimensional humans to, um, to live in alignment with the upgrade that we were just given, right? We are working towards that 5D consciousness, which is you know, Pleiades, Lemurian, Mintakin, all of these places that are rooted in love, unity, and flow. And they don't see each other as different beings. It's you are, you are a being and Mm -hmm. I see you for what you are. And so that I think is, that's why so many people are starting to get into this work because I think as they're awakening and raising their vibration and raising their consciousness, they're starting to be like, hang on and like see the earth and be like, we've been given this amazing planet There's other beings that are living out in other places that can do this. Why can't we do this here? And so I think that that's really at its core. It's kind of just taking that step back and being like, look at this life I was given and knowing that my soul chose to incarnate into my body in this time, in this circumstance, what am I going to do with that? How do I want to show up? And then I think the last piece with that, something that's really helped me as a human is when I go back to my soul form, when I reach back up to my highest self and I'm existing in infinity, when I look back as this at this life as a past life, am I going to be proud of it? Mm-hmm. What am I going to wish that I shifted? What am I going to wish that I listened to? And what am I going to wish that I, you know, hopefully there'll be very few things, but again, we're human. We all have our lessons, but how do I, what am I going to be so proud of that? I showed up every day in that way. And so I think when you look at it from, you know, highest self looking down, looking back, that really shows us a lot of answers. Ooh, I love that. Francis, you're taking it a step further than like on your deathbed. Are you going to regret anything? It's like, no, in your next life, are you going to regret anything? Right? And it really is though. I think about it and I'm like, how am I? Because like we all work through past life things and it's like, yeah. what do I, how can I make my next life so much easier by living in this life? Like healing up my last past lives and then like showing up in the light in the highest in this life so that my next life is like, the coolest thing ever, whether yeah. I'm in another realm or in a human form again, or wherever I'm going to be. Have you read the Bhagavad Gita? I have not. So, I need to. So I listened to it on tape when I was driving in Australia. Cause I had like eight hour drives when I did my road trip in the beginning of 2020 before the world shut down. Um, mm-hmm. and part of the book, the lesson in the book is like, when we are meditating and focusing on consciousness and unity and God until like the very moment that we pass, that's like, that's when our souls no longer return. But until that point, we're going to continue reincarnating until we learn the lessons of really like this unity and recognizing that like we are God in human form um, or whatever form we come back to. And so I always think about that whenever I am 
in the rut of a hard lesson, um, that my intention and my goal here is as I learn this, I get closer to God. I get closer to um, my highest self. I get closer to this, this like thread of consciousness that lives and breathes throughout every single piece of energy in, in the world. Oh my gosh. My whole body is just covered in chills because it, it is. And like, that is the unity consciousness, right? When I look at, when I can feel that this is going to sound so hippy dippy, but like, it really is when I can look at myself and think I'm the same as that tree. I'm the same as that star. I'm the same as God. I'm the same, obviously again, too, in a respectful way. But the idea is that we are all one. And yeah, when we can learn that, um, that place of, and not even all, only when I return back to highest self, but when highest self can drop into human form, how can I raise my vibration and my consciousness so much that I feel that I'm living in alignment with that highest self daily in this body yeah. instead of waiting to go back? Yeah. What does that look like for you? So that looks like for me. So I'm going to be super vulnerable and share my not so great, uh, human qualities. So my human qualities that are not in alignment with my highest self are impatience. And sometimes I have, um, my moon is in Virgo. So when things aren't organized and I'm a double Libra, so I like things to be pretty and organized. So if things in my space are not clean and like balanced and in their homes, like in my house, everything like has a home. Um, and my fiance is like, so not that way. So that's where really where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like why isn't the remote in its spot, which is so silly when I think about it from my highest self. So for me, um, specifically that is essentially my shadow, my challenges in the day to day, when I can move through those, and make those decisions and act in a high self manner that is really living in alignment. Um, mm -hmm. because you know, so that might look like a non highest self day might be like snapping on him to be like, honestly, it's so easy to put the remote back in the tray on the table, you know, and like freaking out about it. But then I see the remote and I just look at it and I'm like, okay. Cause now it's like, you know, I know that for him, it's really it's somehow a big challenge. And I'm like, okay, highest self-decision. Okay. That is showing impatience. And that is showing like, I don't know what the scientific or the spiritual term is, but like too focused on the nitty gritty. Like that mm -hmm. is a really small thing. So then a highest self day would be seeing the remote and saying, he forgot to put it back. I can put it back and just simply moving it. And then I'm so much more at peace mm -hmm. because I didn't get myself into a tizzy over the remote not being in the tray, right? So for me that on a broader scale, living in alignment with your highest self in human form, it's um, if when you're, and it's not every day, but when we're able to transcend our um, heavier energies that we feel, and then in turn being rewarded with peace and ease and flow and more joy because we're not feeling frustrated by ourselves or by the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's neutrality, you know, I think that's why I love meditation and breath work is so much is because it really is the shift from reactivity into responsiveness. Like how do you want to respond versus react to whatever is right in front of you? And I feel like what's been coming up a lot. I was listening to uh, manifestation babes podcast and she was talking about having a $1.8 million launch. And I was like, 
whoa, that's wild. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, And she said, I was just neutral the entire time. I didn't celebrate after we hit over seven figures. I didn't celebrate until the end. Like I was just neutral and I didn't make it mean anything about me. And that's when we had our biggest launch. And I was like, oh, it's this, it's this neutrality that is really being asked of us because when we get wrapped up in the emotion, the emotion can kind of be Um, as one of my clients would say, like a hook in a fish's mouth, just kind of like pulling you all over. Um, And that's really where we get caught up in the lower vibrational emotions and in the highs as well. You know, when we're on either spectrum, we're putting meaning in, in the emotion versus just having this like singular and individual understanding of like, I am me, I am, I am my highest self, regardless of anything that's going on. Totally. And I think, yeah, it comes back to the human being, not human reacting or human doing or human whatever else. It really is that place of how can I be? Mm -hmm. I love that. When are you getting married? Do you guys have a date? We don't. We literally got engaged like three weeks ago. So oh my god! I know. Yeah, I know. It's super. Crazy. We've been together for almost six years, but um, yeah, it was 2020 was nutty. I mean, gosh, it was talk about being like in that. Actually, is a kind of interesting to talk about. My boyfriend or fiance, new word. Um, he just got like his dream job, but all of 2020 wasn't working. And so I'm over here. And also he works, um, he just got a job as a firefighter. So he's very like tangible and action and like Western medicine and all this stuff. And then you have me over here that I'm like, no, just like drink your tea and let's go meditate. (laughs) And it's, it was a really interesting, um, you know, dynamic to watch that. But yeah, 2020 for us was very transformative. So stepping into 2021, we're like, okay, let's just take a breather. He like got the job, we got engaged. And now my business is so grateful, but it's doing, you know, it's, it's transforming and growing. And so, um, yeah, we'll see, but probably sometime 2022, I want to let all the people that couldn't get married in 2020 have their turn in 2021. And then well, 2022. Yes. I love it. Do you guys want to get married in California? I think so. Yeah. We're both from here and we both actually grew up down the street from each other. So we'll probably get married somewhere close to close to home. You're in Newport, right? Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You should check out the villas at San Juan Capistrano. That's where I got married and it was gorgeous. So beautiful. Okay. Putting it on the list. Beautiful, beautiful venue. Um, Okay. So (laughs) back to this conversation. Um, So as far as the Alignment Academy, working with you one-on-one for somebody who's listening to this and is like, oh my God, I love Francis. Where's the best (laughs) place to start? Yeah. So the best place to start, um, in regards to getting in contact or, well, I'll just start with that. So getting in contact with me, I love connecting with everyone. Please find me on Instagram. Um, and like you can learn, you know, I, I share a lot of educational resources on Instagram. So it's a really great way to, um, number one, start learning about this if you're new and number two, to connect with me and ask any questions, please slide into my DMS. I love connecting with you there. Um, and then in regards to, you know, if you're really looking to, to expand and deepen your practice, I really recommend that everyone does start with a one-on-one session. Like if you are looking to work with me specifically, um, just to kind of see how we will work together. And also that first Reiki session, not only do I learn a lot about you, but you learn a lot about you. Um, a lot of people walk out of it and they're like, holy cow, like how, 
not how to me, but more like, how did I not know this? I'm, you know, 18, 25, 37, 65, like in my 80s. And I didn't know these pieces and they're so important. So I really do advise that everyone start there. And then if you're like, I love this and I want to learn more, or if you're like, I think that this is what I meant to be doing as a, as a career, as a life's purpose. Um, even if it's not as a career, but just, you know, how you want to live your life daily. That's when I recommend the alignment Academy and really diving into, you know, the how to for yourself. But if people are just looking for, and I don't say just in a negative way, I mean, if you are looking more for support and just um, insight into your inner self and really how to unleash your power and step into your highest on the daily, um, then definitely a Reiki session or a tarot session too, depending on where you feel called, um, is a really great place to start. Can you actually share like what is entailed in a Reiki session in case no one, if someone hasn't gotten one before? Yes. So everyone works differently, but the way that I work is, um, I actually am only doing distance sessions moving forward. And that was, I was doing them before COVID and then COVID hit and then we didn't have any other options. And in that I feel blessed because my sessions actually have become so much more impactful for my clients. So how it works, I'll explain why, um, is I send you a song to listen to for 30 minutes. And during that 30 minutes, you're resting and receiving. You don't have to do anything. Some people like to sleep, some people like to meditate, and some people just like to really focus on the music. During that time on my end, I am actually... Um, I am raking you using my hands, i.e. sending in high vibrational energy, cl clearing blockages for you, raising your vibration. Um, and then I'm also channeling. So for that 30 minutes, I'm recording myself talking and I am essentially just the conduit for your spiritual team to come through and to show me any imagery, to um, explain what blockages we are clearing, to dive into your chakra line and tell you what's been there and what's, you know, needing to move through. And and then after the song ends and the Reiki ends, I send you the recording. And so you get to listen to everything that came through for you. And then of course, if anyone has any questions, we can connect afterwards. Um, but essentially that's how I work. And, you know, the reason now that I'm like, yeah, I'm only going to do distance is because if we were in person, I wouldn't be able to do the channeling because mm -hmm. to receive Reiki, it's best for you to be in that quiet meditative state. Yeah. So if I was with you talking the whole time, you wouldn't be able to drop into that state and the Reiki wouldn't really be able to do its magic. So that's really why um, I've just loved these distant sessions so much because I'm able to really supplement the Reiki healing with that channeling. And that's really where you get that super deep insight. Mm, it sounds wonderful. Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can you just share one more time where people can find you? Yes. So on Instagram is the best place. I'm for F O U R dot noble N O B L E dot healing. Um, and you can get to my website from there, but that's www.fornoblehealing.com. Um, and those are really the two places that I hang out the most and in my email inbox, always feel free to pop in there. And then last but not least, I also have a free community. It's called the bliss society. Um, and in that, that's really just my way of, you know, giving back the spiritual space can get quite expensive. I believe that every penny is an investment in yourself, but I know that, you know, everyone is in their own financial circumstances. So in the bliss society, you receive journal prompts, mantras, Reiki healings, and weekly tarot guidance, as well as community of other people who are interested in this space. So 
All of that you can get to though on my Instagram for Noble Healing. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thanks, Ava. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Alchemized Life. I had so much fun during this conversation, and if you did too, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you know this, but every single review helps to get these episodes out to even more people and... If you are in alignment with me wanting to change the world and make a massive impact through spirituality, wellness, mindfulness, and all of the yummy things that we talk about on The Alchemized Life, your review helps. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.